This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. When it comes to your mother, you want her sleeping in a comfortable bed. When she's with me, she won't have to worry about that because I sleep on a Novilla mattress. Let me tell you, when your mom is at my place, she is sleeping on a very comfortable mattress and she is going to get you one as well. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night, made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. It comes in a box delivered right to your door, and you get 100 nights to try it out. Skip that trip to the big box mattress store and get a mattress from Novilla. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Try out the mattress that your mom tried out last night. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Hello and what is going on, my fellow Schwoke Lord? What is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Sweezy. Oh no! Our table! What is up? What, you're here for another great episode. Episode 96, we're, we're like a, literally a couple weeks away. And when I say literally a couple weeks, I'm like, we're literally a couple weeks. Like, not technically like four. Uh, I got like three more after this, and we got episode 100. Uh, hopefully I have something planned. It's it's weird when you do like a week-by-week podcast. Like, the only things I have really planned are do one segment during Women's History Month where uh, it's just very off-the-wall, like this year we did. Uh, fa- my favorite women, my, women who are terrible but I think are attractive, and I have loved getting comments or just like, why? Why are you think that way? People were like, "He he's just he's just trying to be edgy." I'm like, "No, nah, I'm just trying to be funny." That's, that's there's a difference between edgy and funny. Uh, being edgy is not funny, uh, and what I do is funny. Uh, so laugh. <laughs> so, welcome to the show today, uh, folks. Like I said, oh yeah, and Christmas is coming up soon. We we're getting our Christmas movie reviews. We're getting my favorite albums of 2022 down for the end of the year. Uh, it's a lot of cool, lot of cool shit. Uh, a lot of cool shit. And I really like that. So you definitely want to be sticking around and keep just mainly just hitting the subscribe button. Uh, whether you're watching us on YouTube or maybe you're listening to us on your drive to work or from work or during work. Sometimes people are allowed to listen to podcasts during work. And if you're listening to this podcast, uh, old listeners know uh, to put in headphones. Uh, we don't play for- porn except for some... Actually, a lot of these sound drops are from porn. Like, oh my gosh, so deep. I fucking love it. Daddy. Feel like a woman, a real that, woman. That's not porn. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Man proposes and God disposes. That's my hole. That, that's where it spits. Yeah, a lot of those are from porn. But, uh, um, I don't know. Should you listen to this with headphones on? I don't, I don't know. Sometimes we get into weird shit. Uh, but rather than that, though, we're, you're here today with me uh, to celebrate... Absolutely nothing. Just me making another episode of this show. Uh, but anyways, though, Cancel Sweezy, the only podcast that would rather be kissing you than missing you. You know, I like to write these fun little taglines for each individual episode, and sometimes they're not good. 
Uh, I'd rather be kissing you than missing you. Like, uh, That's rough, buddy. Uh, anyways, though, so thank you so much for clicking on my dumb fucking face today to listen to a podcast um, about some cool shit that we're going to be going through today. So, uh, before we get into any of that, though, make sure you follow me on all the music platforms. It's Shweezy. It's like Cancel Shweezy. You just take out the cancel part and then put in, it's just Shweezy. You can find music. I do have a release coming up in November. I can say it is November. Uh, I am, uh, right now, I am waiting back for the master because I guess it's, because we wanted to give, uh, long story short, a lot, we needed to give people a lot of time. And, uh, well, luckily with these masters, like, I was early because I understand how deadlines work, but some other people didn't. Uh, maybe you'll know later, later than not. But I do believe I have a release coming up in November, mid-November, uh, which is very cool. Uh, and I really like that. So you definitely want to go check that shit out. Um, so just Shweezy on, uh, so Spotify, Apple Music, Title, Deezer, Deez Nuts, <laughs> got him. <laughs> Uh, Amazon, you know, YouTube, you know, wherever you listen to this shit. Uh, social media, go follow me on social media. It's at the Shweezy. It's like the Shweezy, it's like Shweezy, like the Shweezy and Cancel Shweezy. But instead of Cancel, you put the. So it's the Shweezy, you know, all one word. Uh, I know, I don't know, it's weird to like we tell people, like, it's all. <laughs> but this is a podcast. I'm telling you to listen to there. Um, go check that out. Uh, it should be the same everywhere Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, TikTok. Definitely follow us on TikTok. I'm trying to. Uh, really trying to build up an audience over there, so don't be stingy over there. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Um, so definitely check that out. And also, it's the Shweezy uh, over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash the Shweezy. Every Thursday, I do stream video games. I failed my Pokemon Heart Gold Nuzlocke, so I started my Pokemon Black Randomizer, which is not a Nuzlocke, it's just a randomizer. Uh, the way I have it set up is my wild encounters are just random, but everyone else's, everything else in the game is standard, so the only thing different is the Pokemon I can catch, and so I have to build a team from that. I did have a Rayquaza. Uh, those of you who know anything about Pokemon, that's a pretty fucking OG Pokemon. Uh, pretty good fucking Pokemon. And then uh, the game crashed, and I had to start over, and uh, the Rayquaza didn't spawn in the in that. So um, that's rough, buddy. But uh, yeah. Anyways, though, go check me out on Twitch. If you have an Amazon Prime account, connect it to your Twitch account. You get one free uh, subscribe a month. Following anyone on Twitch is free. Uh, but to subscribe to someone, it's typically you'd pay $5. But with your Amazon Prime account, you get that for free. So don't be stingy over there. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Uh, and so go check that. And basically, you're taking $5 away from Jeff Bezos. It's not, you're not spending any extra money. It's a great way to help financially support the show. Uh, another financial way to support the show is to go check out our Patreon page. Uh, it's basically just a tip jar at this point. But we really use we, it's really helpful. And it's really delightful for the show. Because, you know, not everyone, you know... He's clicking on our sponsors. Another great way to help us is if, like, you like what the sponsors are, uh, use our links and code and shit like that with the sponsor. Uh, that way, because that's the best way we get paid is when you use our links. So don't be stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. And help financially support us. Like, if you're going to put money into something, whether it's our sponsors or me in general or just your Amazon Prime, you know, it's a great way to help great way to help Daddy out. That's my hole. That, that's where it spits. I'm going to hit. <laughs> I love it when I miss it. I mean, I wish there's a way I, I don't know. It's like the soundboard's my iPad, a little behind the scenes features, and I can't, I can't, can't figure out how to label them. And I'm gonna try. I need to figure out how to label them. If someone knows how to label like drum pads on like an iPad, Logic, the Logic mixer thing, you know, hit me up, hit, DM me at the Shweezy. I'd really love to know uh, that shit. Uh, here's free shit you can do. Make sure. Uh, 
Uh, first thing I want to say is if you're an audio listener, I know I understand that a lot of you drive, and so you can't necessarily check out our YouTube page or stuff like that Like when you're checking out this podcast. You know, that's okay. But make sure you also go to our YouTube page as well, and make sure you subscribe because us a like. We're really trying to build up our audience over on YouTube. Uh, the audio audience is great. You know, I always want it to be bigger, you know, bigger, better, faster, stronger. But it, majority of the audience is audio only so make sure you go check out our youtube page we do post the highlights of the show that you can share with your friends instead of like an entire episode and i'm hoping to get some other shit to post on there over on our tw- on on the cancel shoes youtube page as well because i'd love to just kind of make that a really good platform uh for just maybe little sketches and stuff like that you know i had an idea to do a beer mile with a friend and like that would not work well as a podcast but it would definitely work well as like a youtube uh, video, you know, like a YouTube vlog or something like that, which would be really fun and funny and shit like that. So you definitely want to go check that out. Uh, so yeah, go check out our YouTube page. And even if you're on the YouTube page right now, make sure you like and, uh, hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment. If I, if I, especially on like the highlights are easier to leave comments on than like the actual full episode. Sometimes you like talk about, leave a comment on the full episode. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Um, but like, you know, the highlights and whatever, leave a comment. I love, I always like to hear everyone's opinions. And if I get something wrong, uh, that's good, because I'd like to, like, correct my, if I'm wrong, I want to correct myself, I'm not one of those people who are like, uh, whatever I say is 100% factual, because sometimes I just talk a lot of shit, and I need to, I definitely need to make sure, uh, if there's fact corrections, I like to try to get the fact corrections in, um, rarely have to do that, you know, because I'm pretty smart, but, uh, I'm not shit, but, uh, I think it was like, I don't know, it was a weird, it was a weird question, like, can you be gay and have, can you be straight and have sex with men? That was like the one time. That was the weird thing. So make sure you leave, uh, help me out with there and stuff like that. And uh, that's the free shit you can do. Do the free shit, you know. Free shit is easy shit. Usually it's not like requiring you to like sell your hen for me uh, for free, you know. You know, like that. It's like it's just like literally just clicking on shit, you know. That's all I want to say there. Uh, uh. Oh, no. Our table. That one's always funny. Uh, anyways, though, let's get into previous week right now. What is previous week right now, you may be asking? Previous week right now is the news that I've been going over, struggling through, reading, writing, uh, thought-provoking shit that I have been thinking about all over the previous week. But then I'm going to be going over it right now. That's why we call it previous week right now. Not a play on the John Oliver show last week tonight. It's just my own thing. It's no nothing, nothing wrong. Uh, we did not play ourselves. Congratulations, you played yourself. Uh, we did not do any of that. We are here. We are. Uh, we're technically not queer. Uh, so get used to it. It's okay if you're queer. I don't. I don't, actually don't really give a shit if you're queer or not. To be honest with you, good for you being queer. But like, do you want me to care? Like, no. Like. I'm not going to be like, ew, queers. <laughs> like, at the same time, we're like, uh, we're here, we're queer, get used to it. I'm like, yeah, I don't really, that's not, you know, you pick your battles, and that's not a battle I'm picking. And also not a battle I feel I need to fight. If, you know, it's like, pick your battles. And be like, I don't think I want to fight this battle. I just, I don't even want to fight, you know? Just, let's just, let's just fucking get into the fucking moves, okay? Bum, 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 bum. I actually wish we had a trumpet fan. Someone sent me, like, a trumpet fanfare. I know I could make one, but... I would clearly create copyright infringement if I did that. I know for a fact. I'm just like, what sounds good on the trumpet, you know? And I, I don't know how to play real trumpet, so it would be like a synth. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, that'd be cool, though. Yeah, actually, we need... We're like 96 episodes in, and I'm like, finally figuring shit out for actual segments. Friends. 
we're 96 up. Most podcasts don't make it to 50 episodes. We're at we're at 96. We're getting level to 100. Uh, we're gonna go past that. Like the plan is to keep going after that. We have Christmas special. We have a four Christmas specials planned. Four, three, four Christmas special planned, and a New Year's Eve special planned. Uh, yeah, was it? Which one is it? Oh no! Fuck. It's this, it's this one. I know it. This is the type of guy you get. That's, that's what we were trying to find. Oh no! Our table. It's like kid fucking. If you don't know that video, the kid is like putting bricks on like a glass like coffee table, and the table just fucking shatters into immediate pieces. And then he's like, Oh no! Our table. <laughs> just like the funniest reaction. You're like, What the fuck did you expect? You like, we listen to the sound. I'd be like, That's funny. And then you're like, I watch the video. Like, what the fuck do you expect to happen, bud? Uh, anyways, though, we're we're way off track here. This is what you listen to podcasts for. Is like I just talk about nonsense, right? Anyways, though, let's get into the news. Um, this first article we have here today um, from ABC News of uh, that guy who my mom said is gay, which I don't know if he's gay or not. Uh, woman who brought raccoon to North Dakota bar is charged. Uh, That's rough, buddy. Uh, a woman who brought a wild raccoon into a North Dakota bar, which prompted state health officials to issue a warning about potential rabies exposure, is facing criminal charges. Aaron Christensen, 38, of Madhawk, is charged with misdemeanor counts of providing false information to law enforcement, tampering with physical evidence, and unlawful possession of fur bears. Christensen uh, was arrested late last week after authorities found her and the raccoon by serving serving several search warrants in and around Maddox. Uh, Christensen said her family found the raccoon on the side of a road in three months ago and named it Rocky. She said they were nursing the animal back to health with plans to release it back into the wild. It's illegal under North Dakota Board of Animal Health laws to keep a wild raccoon. Uh, authorities euthanized the animal and it tested negative for rabies. Uh... That's rough, buddy. Uh, Congressman took Rocky to Maddock Bar on September 6th during happy hour and showed the raccoon to customers. Bartender Cindy Smith said the animal never bit anyone at the bar. <laughs> Nevertheless, North Dakota's Health and hum- Human Services Department issued a warning asking anyone who may have been bitten or had contact with the raccoon saliva to seek medical care. It's unfair to, and too much ha- was done to detain an innocent raccoon, Christensen said in a Wednesday statement to the Bismarck Tribune. They were not worried about the health of us if we had rabies or not. They were worried about finding and killing Rocky and putting me behind bars. Charges against Christensen carry a maximum punishment of about for about two years in jail or seventy five hundred dollars in fines. Her initial court appearance is set for Monday. Maddock is town. Uh, Maddock is a town of about five hundred people located about eighty five miles from the Canadian border. Uh, That's rough, buddy. You know. See, here's the thing. Like, you know, in, in the normal world. Uh, I can't say that's where I am, but I think most normal people would assume, you know, like, we all have dogs, like, people have dogs, and I think it's safe to assume uh, we're very strict in saying that, like, huh, I'm going to go out to a bar tonight. Can I bring my dog? The answer's probably no. It's like a restaurant. I mean, I think bars count under restaurants for the most part, even if they don't serve food uh, for the most part, and you're like... I guess I can't bring my dog out tonight. Now, now this person has a raccoon, which which is which is illegal apparently in uh, was it North Dakota? Is it, it, yeah, North Dakota uh, to have a pet raccoon. It's just illegal. Um, 
Apparently, some states are different. Uh, like Florida, you, Florida is just fucking no man's land around there. Like you can just have anything. So that fucking dude with like the as a pet, like emotional support crocodile. Where I'm like, a sick and Roy, didn't they have like a tiger and the tiger killed him? I'm like I'm just I'm just saying, uh, raccoons don't kill you, but you, they they can, they can give you rabies. And I think the thing with rabies, like surprisingly enough, if you don't catch it in time, like. Like you, you fucking die. Like there's not a real cure for. The only thing you can, I guess, with rabies, I don't know the whole. I think someone was telling me this the other day. Um, what uh, about how like if you're if you get if you have rabies, you know, but like it's fatal. But like if like they catch it, you know, before you have symptoms or whatever, like you can survive or something like that. It's really weird. Anyways, though. Uh, this raccoon didn't have rabies, so it was kind of a bummer that it had to die. Because um, I, I guess they were racing it, and they were like, we're going to lose it back in the wild. Uh, which, I get the, that idea. Um, you know, I get that idea. You know, like, you just keep it in your backyard or shit, you know? Like, you're just like, we're going to keep him, he's going to live in the backyard, we're going to feed him trash. It's going to be a good time. Uh, and then, and you're like, you know what? I don't want to leave him alone. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Rocky to the bar with me tonight. And that's the problem. Um... But the animal never bit anyone. I think the animal was fine. You know, maybe raccoons can be pets. Dude, it's weird, though, because, like, you know, like, Midwest, like, we could, we had, when I was in college, like, the apartment I was living in had, we were, like, a second-floor apartment. It had a little deck area. Uh, and then the stairs, that's how you got into the home. Um, anyways, though, like, when our trash filled up, our trash was on the other side of the apartment complex. And so we were, like, always hesitant to have to go, because, like, just walking there just for trash is kind of a bitch. Uh, but then, like, we left it on the porch so it didn't smell the apartment. Raccoons would, like, dig into it and stuff like that. So it's like, raccoons are pretty fucking annoying, uh, for that shit. Um, but, like, when you're from countries that don't have raccoons, they're like, this is the greatest thing. These are the greatest animals that have ever existed. And I guess if we could keep raccoons as pet, that'd be so fucking cool. You know? You know what I'm saying? Uh, but anyways, though, the, the only one, there's only one reason I pulled this article today, folks. And it is because of one of my favorite clips on the internet, which I will be playing for you right now. This nigga done brought a dead raccoon in the motherfucking McDonald's. Look at this shit. That motherfucker dead in the motherfucker. This nigga got rabies like a motherfucker. This motherfucker crazy. They ain't gonna bring it in there where the food at. Nigga, you so motherfucking stupid. Look at this shit. This motherfucker put the raccoon on the table. He coming up. This motherfucker got him on the table, bruh. Which I gotta say, one of the best things. Of, it's just San Francisco was the last thing you'd think you'd hear out of that guy's mouth. Dude brought a motherfucking raccoon and a motherfucking McDonald's, man. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. <coughs> Whew. There we go. That's the burp, burp of the episode. Uh, ba ba da I don't know, every time I burp, we just hit the laugh track. Um, anyways, though, I don't have actually any logical thing to say about a fucking raccoon and taking a raccoon to a bar. Uh, let's move on. Paramore, a 
officially brings back Misery Business four years after declaring they would no longer play it. From the Rolling Stone, Paramore seems to be in the business of changing their minds as the band has officially unretired their controversial but certified banger, Misery Business. In 2018, frontman Haley Williams said they would no longer perform the song live following criticism that one of its lyrics was unfeminist. But during Paramore's return to the stage on Sunday to perform new music for the first time in five years, Williams announced Misery Business would be returning as well, celebrating the band's new era with the return of an age-old tradition. Four years ago, we said we were going to retire this song for a little while, and I guess we technically did, Williams said during a performance of the song on Sunday, but that but what we did not know was, was that just about five minutes later, I got canceled for saying the word horror in a song. All of TikTok decided it was okay. Make it make sense. The lead single from Paramore's second studio album, Misery Business, was one of the band's first big commercial hits, reaching across the punk punk aisle to gamer mainstream success. Uh, in pop audiences, it peaked at number 26 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart and has remained a major influence on the pop scene, including Olivia, Olivia Rodrigo's hit, Good For You. It has also gave way to a beloved concert practice where the band invited a dedicated fan from the crowd to sing the bridge as hard as they could. But in 2018, the band received criticism for a lyric in the song directed towards a partner's ex-girlfriend that lyric read, Once a whore, you're nothing more. I'm sorry, that'll never change. And Williams was accused of being unfeminist misery business and its beloved fan participation were retired by the band. Not anymore, Paramore performed Misery Business to a screaming California crowd Sunday, inviting another lucky fan on stage to join in the magic. Williams also thanked fans for their continued love of the hit, urging fans to be kind. I'm not going to preach about it. I'm just going to say thank you for being nostalgic in this because this is one of the coolest moments of our show, and it's very nice to feel like there's a reason to bring it back. That's positive, she said. Almost nine months after telling Rolling Stones they were back in the studio, Paramore released This Is Why, the lead single in their upcoming sixth studio album. The band is also touring and with more dates and hopefully songs on the way. It's clear fans have got Paramore where they want them now. Here's a fun fact, everyone. When Paramore decided they were going to retire Misery Business, the show they decided to retire Misery Business, your daddy Sweezy was at that show. I was at the show. It was in Nashville. It was like the multi-purpose building. I believe it's just called the multi-purpose building, right? I think it's, it was, I think they have like songwriter hall of fame in there too. Uh, but that's where it was. It was like this festival. Uh, I had, I was on like a balcony seat, which I think were the technical nosebleeds. I always buy concert tickets like last minute. And like, sometimes you get good. Sometimes you get bad. When I saw churches, uh, I saw them at the Ryman and I was like six rows back to see them. And it was pretty fucking wild how close I was for like, buying the concert tickets like the day before so yeah that's how i buy concert tickets and i saw paramore wait and i was at the show because they ended their whole uh after laughter era in nashville and it was really cool because like this they're from nashville it's really cool i never ran into Haley in nashville for some reason like i just god god wouldn't allow me to uh god god wouldn't allow me to do that just one of my favorite bands doing that uh, but yeah i was like when they announced that i said you know yeah this is probably their biggest hit it's kind of weird that they're going to decide hey we're not going to play this at our shows anymore. I'm like, okay. Uh, and then the reason we're like, yeah, you know, Haley was like a teenager when she wrote this song, I guess, or they all were. I don't under, I don't know how much lyrically how everyone wrote that was in the room, but I'm assuming Haley was probably the, the main s- structure of it because she's the singer. And typically in a structure like that, you're not going to have someone else write the... It's just how it is. Probably Haley was one of the main uh, writers of that song, and the, the rest of the band really were writers as well. 
but like the thing is, like when I listen to the song, uh, and I'm also a man listening to a woman sing a song uh, about getting a man back from a girl who hurt you or whatever, you know, stuff like that. Once a whore, you're nothing more. I'm sorry, that'll never change. When I hear that lyric, what I hear is like I don't associate the once a whore, you're nothing more. Like the the woman that the you know the singer in question, that which would be Haley Williams, is calling a whore. Uh, I don't put like a face to it, and that's the nice thing. And you know, that's that's different. You know, and you know, when everyone listens to the song, uh, they could put a specific person's face to it, but it's not the person the song is written about. I believe it was about Haley's when Haley dated Josh Farrell, which is the drummer Zach Farrell's brother and former guitarist for Paramore back in like the real emo days of Paramore. Um, basically it was about a girl when like they were in like high school or middle school or something like that. That's what that, you know, really that's what that's about. And so for Haley, there's probably like a face to that song. You know, like who I wrote this about, there's a face to it. And so it probably makes her uncomfortable. But then, but then like everyone else, like, you know, we, you know, this is like a, a surprisingly grown up move because people were like, you should never call a woman a whore. And we're like, this is a song. It's fun. And, uh, you know, I feel like Haley doesn't, feel that way anymore because like that song came out right came out like 2006 i believe if i'm right and there's possibility she could have or 2005 that song could be written like 2004 2005 you know stuff like that so Haley clearly doesn't feel those feelings anymore and it's weird like you grow up and change and stuff like that like we're all humans and it's weird to think like hey i thought i had 15 years ago is not something i feel right now and i think that's that's definitely feel like that's something there's there's a difference you know uh I think there's a difference, and, uh, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't think Misery Business is Paramore's best song. Uh, I definitely don't. If I think we go on Riot, I think uh, When It Rains, I think on Riot, When It Rains is a better song than Misery Business, uh, for sure, or That's What You Get When You Let Your Heart Win, uh, or For a Pessimist, I'm Pretty op Optimistic, that's the name of the song. So that's, you know, that's my thoughts on that. Uh, it's funny when I go into, like, music stuff, I get, like, serious for a second, and then, like, now we're going to move on. Uh, and I'm, we're going to probably get into more nonsense. Actually, no nonsense. Uh, this is also music, music gear. Uh, what? Music, uh, music related. Um, it's from the Rock Revival. Uh, Tom DeLonge is back in Blink-182. Band is planning a arena tour. Uh, and I really like that. Okay, so before I read this, I do have to mention, uh, I am recording this podcast episode October 10th, 2022. Uh, it's coming out October 12th, 2022, uh, and I believe the highlight for even for this is coming out the uh, October 13th. So just keeping those dates, millions of things could change between these dates. I just want to note, I just want to record the dates of when I'm recording this, when this comes out, when, you know, and then when a highlight uh, from the pod, when the podcast is coming out, and then when the highlight from this is coming out. I just wanted to make that clear before I move any further. Um, Tom DeLonge is reportedly back in Blink-182, according to Troy Hansen, Cumulus Media's vice president of corporate programming for rock formats. DeLonge has officially rejoined Blink-182, and the band is planning a North American arena tour. Hansen broke the news on the Q101's Brian Alley and Justin podcast, Chicago's Alternative Rock Station. 
Tom DeLonge has rejoined Blink-182, and they are coming to the United Center. Hansen stated, The United Center is the sports and entertainment arena in Chicago. If the band is confirmed to play the United Center, the show is most likely part of a full North American arena tour. Listen to audio clip from the show below. Okay, let's, I'm just reading things. Uh, next year marks the 20th anniversary of Blink-182's self-titled album released via Geffen. The record would be the band's latest before a lengthy hiatus. The group re... The regrouped in 2011 and released Neighborhoods, which is the band's final release to date with Tom DeLonge. Blink-182 parted ways with DeLonge back in January of 2015. The band recruited Alkaline Trio's frontman Matt Skiba to fill in. We were all set to play this festival and record a new album, and Tom kept putting it off without reason. The band said in a statement at the time, a week before we were scheduled to go into the studio, we got an email from his manager explaining that he didn't want to participate in any Blink-182 project indefinitely, but would rather work on the other non-musical endeavors. No hard feelings, but the show must go on for our fans. To all the fans, I never quit the band, DeLong said on his social media at the time. I actually was on the phone call about a Blink-182 event for New York City at the time, all these weird press releases started coming in. Apparently, those releases were sanctioned from the band. Are we dysfunctional? Yes, but Christ. At this time, neither Blink-182 nor Tom DeLonge have commented on the situation. Bassist and vocalist Mark Hoppus completed a tough battle with cancer last September before he started his chemotherapy treatment. He had a visit from Blink bandmate Travis Barker and DeLonge. It was the first time that all three of us were in the same room in like five years, Hoppus told Billboard back in August. It's actually better than it used to be. There was no agenda. There was no lingering grudges. It felt like we were back to should be three friends sitting in a room. So it's weird because, you know, I saw the deja vu type characteristics in this uh, because I believe before, like, in like, I believe it was 2009 when they actually got back together and then they recorded, was it, it was 2009 or 2010, I believe. That's when they kind of went off hiatus, got back together, and made Neighborhoods. Um, and that was after Travis Barkas, Bar- Barkas, <laughs> Travis Barkas, uh, Travis Barker was in like a pretty bad plane crash. And so, I don't know, and that got the band back together. And was it, is it, you know, is it uh, Mark Hoppus's cancer that got, the, is getting the band back together? And look, I liked Nine with, uh, you know, with Matt Skiba, but it just didn't, but, like, I was like, this is a new Blink-182 album. No, it's not a Blink-182 album. It sounds like a plus 44 album where Matt Skiba's the new, like, the member of it, you know, and stuff like that. And, and then Angels and Airways is his own thing. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind a new Boxcar Razor album, to be honest with you. But that just seems, but with Travis in that, it just seems weird without Mark. After that, and then I'm like, I'd rather just have a, I'd rather, I'd rather Boxcar Razor just be, like, a, Mark Hopp is kind of solo project type of thing, and Travis Barker just plays drums on the record, and then they just get a new one. Uh, that that's a whole different can of worms, but I would you know I'd, I'd love, but I love this. So you know I'm saying this is all rumors, and I'm not saying it is back together. But was it who's the who's the guy Troy Hansen? I'm like that's he, he has a pretty good track record. I would say about them getting back together, you know. And I really like that. So I mean, that's that's a good sign. Uh, that, but I guess we should all wait until there's an official announcement from Blink-22 themselves before we all get excited that Tom's back in the band. Like, it's, I would mainly say we should all just be at a point where we're like, look, I guess Tom is back in the band. And hopefully, uh, and I'm going to say this, and I love Blink-22. You know, I think, I think they're a great band. They're a great influence on me and many other people and musicians and fans alike. Tom, I... I feel like I know you just get pretty sloppy drunk before you go on stage with Angels and Airwaves 
any other projects you do. But I feel like if you're getting back together with Blink, you should, like, just not drink before the shows and, like, just try to play really well because that'd be really cool because some people some people really think Tom DeLonge Live is pretty awful. And, Tom, I know you can do better, and I feel like it's a you and a control thing and working on things. So that's what I would love, a really good, a really good reunion show with you and you all just bringing your A-game and, like, just being fucking... Being fucking, uh, the shit, you know? Yeah. Our last article of this episode, and, uh, now, after 96 episode, what we're calling our cool stuff, slick stuff, neat stuff segment. Cool stuff, slick stuff, neat stuff. Uh, we're getting into this motherfucker again. And I really like that. Uh, from the Kansas City Star, worst concert experience ever Garth Brooks shows in Missouri, labeled a nightmare. Garth Brooks sold out a show near Branson, Missouri, provided unforgettable nights for thousands of fans, but many of all the wrong reasons, from traffic woes, parking issues, mile-long walks, and troubles with for those with disabilities. The three-night opening of the Thunder Ridge Nature Arena uh, did not go as planned as it ushered in one of the most well-known musicians on the planet. Many fans only caught a few songs. Others were less lucky as they either missed out entirely or gave up when seeing the lines mounting ahead of them. Either get there at noon, rent a helicopter, or don't go. We did not see Garth, Facebook user Whitney Wilson said. Very poor event in parking management. The venue is getting raked for this. Garth deserves better. Jessica Schultz considers it the worst concert experience ever. She arrived at the site for parking at 5.15 p.m. and left at 8 p.m. and more than 500 people ahead of her, she said in a Facebook post. Garth was great. Trisha Yearwood was incredible. Nothing is worth the hassle. And as I said, we were one of the lucky ones that actually made it inside without walking 10 miles to do so. Scroggins said, Thunder Ridge Nature Arena is a massive fail of epic proportions. Other commented on the venue's accommodations for those with disabilities. Theresa Moreau said on Facebook she encountered excruciating, inhumane conditions at the arena, beginning with a trek up a hill. You better be young in top physical condition with a trek up a... <laughs> or no disability to attend there. The hill to get down is to is very steep, so you must be sure-footed, she said. What goes down must come up, so you need to have the physical ability to do some hefty climbing. So, yeah, so <laughs> this is pretty bad. And, you know, for the most part, I don't know how much of this is to blame on the Garth team, because typically, I would say the Garth team probably wasn't in charge uh, necessarily of uh, the parking situation. I guess the parking situation. Uh, the disability situation, uh, Thunder Ridge Nature Arena did not plan for it. They should probably figure that shit out or give, like, a very good warning on their, uh, you know, on their, like, website and other things as well to let you know about that. But, no, that's that's pretty bad. Um, but, no, it's definitely uh, Thunder Ridge Nature Arena's, that's their problem. The fact that it was a... 5.15 p.m., and you're still not able to park by 8 p.m. Uh, with 500 people ahead of you, that's fucking, that's fucking like parking in Nashville. But I'll tell you what that, like, you'll just be waiting or something like that, and the police will just close off the street, like, and you'll be in the middle of that closed section. Like, clear that section out, and then close it off. Like, make sure people can get through. Don't do that. Um, I, I guarantee you, just, you know, and for once, I'm, I'm sticking up with this asshole. Uh, I like that. Uh, that he, like, that, I don't think it was Garth's fault at all. It was definitely the venue's fault. Uh, the venue should have, like, fucking got there. you know, you should know. If, if it's taking you more than three hours to park, that's pretty bad. Um, 
I would say worst case scenario, like an hour to park, you know, stuff like that. I don't, I'm not sure. Did did the Garth team? Did they? They were like, not a lot of people are here yet. Do you, or we're waiting till we get like a number in the arena before we actually start. Because I think I remember they were doing that for a while for a lot of concerts when it was like super hot outside, and they're like, you know, we're gonna wait for you know people to get in here, and then you know once we get enough people in here, we'll start the opening act and stuff like that. Trish, Trish can come out. Fucking Trish uh, can come out and do that, but. No, for once, I don't blame Garth. I blame uh, Thunder Ridge Nature Arena. Uh, definitely a Missouri thing. That definitely sounds like people what people in Missouri would do, uh, for the most part. Because yeah, people, you can't figure out parking. Parking is not that fucking hard either. To fucking do. Okay, you go here. You go here. You go here. Like, for real, dude. I don't know. And, I, and uh, this one, it sounds like even if we're like, well, I Ubered there. Like, it doesn't even sound like the Uber could get there. Uh, either that, or you just have to fucking walk for a mile or whatever. So, uh, you know, what was it? So, uh, Thunder Ridge Nature Arena, don't be as bad as Garth Brooks. He killed people. And that's it for uh, cool stuff, slick stuff, neat stuff. Have you ever been out in public and thought, hey, look at that fat guy? only for it to turn out to be a mirror and you are in fact the fat guy? That was the moment that kickstarted me into becoming the greatest health expert the world has ever seen. But I wasn't born being built different. Like Joe Cocker before me, I get by with a little help from my friends. And my friends happen to be today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements for to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today you can save 15% on your purchase. Go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you're at the beach, you aren't going there naked, letting everyone see your little shrunken pee-pee from being in the water. No, you're wearing some sort of clothing to cover up your privates. So why would you let companies you buy products from have access to the privates of your credit cards? That's where today's sponsor, Privacy, comes becomes the clothing for your credit card information. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single-use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for a service with a free trial that requires you to put in a credit card to sign up. But wait, there's more. By using the link in our description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. This is the type of guy you get. All right, so I bet all of you are wondering what I've been watching on television lately. I mean, that's just, you know, everyone's... People come up to me and like, what have you been watching on TV? They don't even ask. They could be asked, hey, Shweezy, how are you doing? You think it's going good in your life? No, they're like, what have you been watching on TV? And that's what I'm here to do today, just to tell you what I've been watching on TV. Um, 
So first thing I want to talk about, I watched Werewolf by Night. It's a Marvel thing, you know. If anyone watches this podcast, you know I'm into that shit. And, you know, like, if you've noticed, I've adapted this show to be, like, uh, just talk about the shit I want to talk about in this middle section of the show. And, yeah, I watched Werewolf by Night. It aired Friday. I watched the day of. And so, uh, once again, like the Dahmer series, I am on time uh, to be talking about this series uh, and what's been going, you know, not series, just, like, this episode or whatever. I guess next week I get to talk about She-Hulk, so that's going to be really cool. Uh, and Lord of the Rings, maybe? Actually, that's actually pretty convenient. I have next week planned out. That's that's con- that's very convenient. I like that. Um, anyways, I watch Werewolf by Night. So, w- this is like the first Marvel feature, pre- I don't know if it's a feature presentation, or Marvel Presents, it's just like a special. So it's not, it's technically a movie, but it's not really a movie, it's not a TV show, it's just like a, it's like a, a TV special, you know, in, in the age of streaming, it's a TV special in the age of streaming, which, you know, um, it's not like anything really, because like, people were like, Marvel's giving us too much, content. I'm like, I fucking love this shit, please give us as much as possible, but I also kind of want it to be like, interesting shit, like, you know, I mean like, I love She-Hulk, but like some of the episodes are like, She-Hulk goes to a wedding, you're like, okay, alright, so that's the, this kind of, I'm like, you know, I kind of want just cool shit to happen every week, you know, that's just what I want, but uh, you know, I was like, when's Doctor Doom, like, I'm, everyone's waiting, we're like, X-Men, X-Men, Doctor Doom, like, we're all waiting for that shit, and you're like, uh, Reed Richards, we're waiting, you know, we're just waiting on that shit, and so, uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's gonna be a while from that, not every, not every week's gonna be just fucking, uh, drop, like, uh, just fucking banger after banger, you know, it's kind of thing, and if you, if you've ever read comic books, and if you've ever actually had to wait, like, month by month, week by week, et cetera, et cetera, for, like, you know, you go through a story like that, you know, a lot of times, a lot of the good stories now are just, like, just all published at once, you know, you can, it's like a book, you know, you can go beginning to end and stuff like that. But, uh, anyways, The Werewolf by Night, that's a, uh, just, just a feature presentation or whatever. Um, a special presentation. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy, the holiday special. Which, like, with these, like, so it was weird with this one because, you know, I heard, I've known for a while, like, this year around Halloween, they're gonna release Werewolf by Night, like, a, just like a Halloween special, you know? But, like... It felt like they released the trailer not that long ago, and then now the thing's out, you know? They didn't, like, a lot of times, I think it's going to happen with the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which apparently uh, is going to be very important to the MCU. Uh, Apparently, that's another sound drop I need to add. Um, In the meantime, we're not going to do that. Um, But, you know, um, when I I thought of, like, Werewolf by Night, you know, what I know about Werewolf by Night, I'm like, I don't think it's that interesting of a character. Uh, You know, just... Like, I mean, I like the Doctor Strange movies, and I like uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange, but, like, reading Doctor Strange stories, I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I don't know how interested I'm in this. Uh, but, like, I like the movie. You know, I'll watch the movies and stuff like that, and then people are like, I didn't like Multiverse Madness. I'm like, have you read a Doctor Strange story before? Because, like, this is, like, a really good Doctor Strange story, uh, and th- that's the same with She-Hulk. People are like, fucking She-Hulk's twerking, I'm like gotta realize She-Hulk is a comedy, and so if you read a She-Hulk comic, like, that's She-Hulk, uh, it's gonna be a comedy, if, like, she's just in someone else's story, it's gonna be a comedy, they ruined Daredevil, like, Daredevil's in a comedy, I'm pretty sure once we get back to regular Daredevil, uh, I don't think we're gonna get Wilson Fisk killing a dude with a car door, but, um, I think we're gonna get pretty close to that, uh, we're gonna get pretty close to that, I'm like, the deaths in Werewolf by Night were pretty brutal, but I was kind of hoping for, like, if Werewolf by Night's first appearance to be with Moon Knight, because they'd done the Moon Knight series, and that was, like, the 
this okay, World by Night is like the second series. Doesn't really connect much to the MCU, but like it's clearly somewhere in there. Moon Knight was the first. Like for Moon Knight was really the first that I was just like, I don't know where this connects in the MCU. I mean, we kind of do, but like it's just in this world, but everyone's like, you know, Egyptian god. Um, you know, I feel like if Chadwick Boseman was still alive, uh, that scene where all the like Egyptian gods came in, like Bast, like he'd be the avatar for Bast and he'd come into the you know, little pyramid temple thing, you know. Uh, but that's that's way off topic, though. I thought, I assumed the first Werewolf by Night uh, appearance was going to be in, like, a Moon Knight story in the MCU, or Moon Knight was going to be involved. Because, like, the first issue that Moon Knight, I believe, existed in, or was created in, or appeared in, was a Werewolf by Night story. So Werewolf by Night, like, precedes Moon Knight, and there's always something there, but... Those midnight. I'm not. I'm not. I've never been really much into the Midnight Suns stories, but uh, but I do kind of like Moon Knight. I think the MCU did it pretty well. But you're kind of like, kind of blue balling a little bit on it. But you know, sometimes you got a blue ball thing so you can pay off the blue balls later. That's how blue balls work, right? What? Um. But anyways, though. So I thought that was gonna be the first appearance. And remember when like when I first saw like the trailer to Moon Knight, you had Moon Knight uh, beating the shit out of what looked like a wolf. It was a jekyll, and it ended up being like a jekyll created by Arthur Harrow, you know. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. But anyways, though, didn't have a lot of high helps going into Werewolf by Night. Um, reading, you know, just a general something, a Marvel Wiki type page. What is Werewolf by Night, you may be asking, because, I don't know, it's hard to explain, so I'm just going to read this off verbatim. He is a Romanian descendant of a family cursed placed on the Rusov due to their ancestors' encounter with Count Dracula's werewolf. And Russell and Russell Jack Russell, would transform into a beast his 18th birthday. Though a reluctant hero, Russell has helped numerous heroes in battling villains and later became a member of the Legion of Monsters and the Midnight Suns. While fighting for the common good, Jack is also trying to remove his family's curse so he can live a normal life. So, uh, yeah, that's basically the premise of it. Like, he's he's a werewolf, but it's not like uh, lycanthropy or whatever, you know? Like, I mean, I don't know, because I think of werewolves like Harry Potter... There's the general story, like, oh, you're bitten by a werewolf every full moon, you turn into a werewolf, and stuff like that. Then you have Harry Potter, where uh, being a werewolf was kind of an allegory in the wizarding world for AIDS in the 90s, which, uh, if you didn't know, uh, Harry Potter, I think, was originally started in the 90s, I think it ended, the last book came out like 2007, uh, and technically... Uh, the books take place in the 90s. The movies kind of feel like it's in the 2000s, but uh, if you read the book... So, like, you could read the book. Like, if you watch the movies, you'd be like, oh, these happened in the 2000s, but then you have to read. But if you read the books, it happened in the 90s. You can you can interpret it that way. Just just interpret it the way I just told you. That's how things work. Um, so, yeah, Jack Russell, he's a werewolf. Uh, typically in a full moon, except for this one time in this in this special. Um, so, the, the movie or the special is basically uh, some dude whose last name is Bloodstone. I, I did not write down his name for some reason. Um, he died, uh, and he had this special thing called the Bloodstone. It's just some, some stone thing. Um, maybe the MCU will bring it back. Maybe, maybe it won't. doesn't matter. And they invite all these monster hunters, because this is like this underworld area or a different universe, something like that. Um, new rock stars did not give a good explanation on that, and probably because the movie didn't give a good explanation on that, so don't blame new rock stars. People don't go angry at new rock stars. Um... But, so, yeah, invite all these monster hunters and, like, whoever can slay this monster, uh, they, this monster that they captured and they put the bloodstone in, whoever gets the bloodstone, uh, gets to keep it, you know. Elsa Bloodstone also comes up, who's one of our, um, 
protagonist in this movie. Uh, that's the daughter of this dude who died. And uh, she's like, I deserve this, but the, evil, the stepmom's kind of a bitch. And she's like, nah, she, she can be here, but she didn't earn it uh, from her blood, right? You know, I'm like, yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe you don't do that. So stepmom's kind of a bitch, which isn't always the stepmom. My dad's dead. Everyone take a drink. Um, and so I'm not going to ever get the opportunity to have a stepmom. Uh, so that, in, in the porn sense, it kind of sucks. In the fairy tale fantasy world, it, it's okay. Um, anyways, though, so, uh, our protagonist, I wrote antagonist. I need to fucking learn English, uh. Congratulations, you played yourself. Uh, but our antagonist, protagonist, that's how the fucking English works, Jack Russell, uh, also known by Werewolf by Night, uh, he actually doesn't care to win this Bloodstone. Because uh, they're all supposed to hunt this monster they put the bloodstone into, uh, which will weaken its power, but also will be a bitch to get something strange like that. Um, turns out our protagonist, Jack Russell, he wants to get the bloodstone. And turns out this, and you know, like, save his friend who is a monster. Turns out this monster uh, is his friend, Ted. Uh, better known in the comics as Man-Thing. I'm like, okay, Man-Thing's going to be in this thing. Okay, that's, that's, that's a far-fetched character. Um, so yeah, that's the basic story, and then they get captured, and then werewolf stuff happens, and Elsa Bloodstone's like, he's trying to remember Elsa, so he doesn't kill her when he turns into a werewolf, stuff like that, and then shit happens. A lot of, a lot of fucking bru brutal death. I thought Multiverse of Madness, I thought that fucking, uh, doc, uh, Professor Xavier death, like, just, next, next snaps, Fuck me. Like, that's just, that's a rough death for me. I don't know. Like, just like a boulder flying on someone, landing on someone, no big deal. Uh, fucking being split in half, that's not a big deal. Uh, being turned into like silly string, it's not a big deal. Uh, your brain explodes, not a big deal. Somehow, just fucking neck snaps fucking creep me out. One time, my friend, I have a friend, he did a uh, basically like the chiropractor procedure where you basically you did the same motion of like snapping someone's neck. But it's like the chiropractor way, where if you're a trained chiropractor, and he wasn't a trained chiropractor, I just wanted to, he was in college, uh, and I think he went from aviation to business, so I think you should, I like the guy though, don't, I mean, he did that move on me, the chiropractor move, and I'm like, so like, my head moved that way, but it like cracked and popped and it felt nice, and I was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, this feels nice, but what the fuck? At the same time, anyways though, I got a funny picture of him, so I'm not too worried about that, I, I still have shit on him. Um, so anyways, though, yeah, that's kind of the thing, so, you know, then you have the, he turns, and then they use the bloodstone, they can turn Jack to a werewolf without a full moon, so that's a, that's a situation. So, yeah, that's kind of the movie, um, and then, but no, one thing about the movie is the movie's in black and white, and, you know, here's the thing, you know, I understand when it's an artistic choice to make something in black and white, I think, is it Young Frankenstein, is that the movie that has the guy who plays Willy Wonka, Gene Wilder? In it, you know, that movie was intentionally made in black and white when it definitely 100% didn't need to be made in black and white at all. But it was just that for that. Now, Shinless List is, but Shinless List also has a good artistic reason for it, you know. I think they had red. This movie also used the red. I think the Bloodstone was red as well. And I noticed that. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's in color, but nothing else is. And, you know, when they decided to use color and at the end of the movie, things did turn to color. It was very interesting, too. Uh, so I like the artistic way they decided to do that. Um, even though I think they did use, uh, 
the right corner circle blips, which apparently, which I learned this from other people, not, I didn't realize this myself. I'm like, oh, they're doing that. I noticed it, but I was like, my mom was like, are they just doing that to be like cheesy or whatever? But it was nice to, because they do it, because there's like these circle blip things, circle oval blip things you see in the top right corner. When you, if, you, if you decide to watch it, if you haven't seen it yet. And you'll see it, and that's basically, with old movies, it was basically you have to change the reel, move into it. That's why a lot of things are in like a three-act structure. You know, most movies and shows. And nice thing about TV shows, um, when back in the day when you had to watch shows with commercials, is that they would stop for commercial break in between the two acts. And so that's now, like, when I watch something, and, like, okay, if I'm going to, like, do, like, a streaming service and I have to watch ads, I'm like, that's fine, but, like, please put them in a good spot. Like, I hate it when it's, like, in a movie, because movies typically aren't supposed to have ads in them. Uh, so like that, but, like, TV shows, I can get away with, that's fine. But, yeah, you know, it's it's a whole it's a whole ordeal. But, oh, it made, they made it work really well, and especially when they're moving to color near the end of it. Uh, there's a lot of significant meaning to that. So, Werewolf by Night really surprised me. Um, I'm surprised how much I liked it. I was, I was like, I'm going to watch it because it's on Disney Plus and I can. But I'm not that interested. I'm like, I wouldn't like, I'm not, you know, I would, I'd be hesitant to want to go to a movie theater to see this. But no, they, they did, it was great. I was very excited. It was really good. And uh, I suggest for all of you to get to the spooky season to check it out as well. Uh, also, I, I logged into my Discovery Plus uh, account, uh, Discovery Plus, that has a lot of TLC shows. That stands for the Learning Channel, like Strange Sex, Extreme Cheapskates, and the etc. Uh, in regards to that, uh, they had a kind of a documentary series, a three-episode documentary series, and I believe it was original them, uh, called House of Hammer. So, House of Hammer, as you know. Uh, if y'all remember, it was like a year, maybe a year and a half back. It was like 2020, 2021. Uh, remember that, uh, that goofball, Ermie Hammer? Uh, I remember, you know, I, I, I remember, like, so I've seen The Social Network. I didn't see that other film he was in with Timothy Chalamet or whatever. But I remember he was like the Winklevoss twins. But I watched that movie, and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that's an okay movie. But I didn't regard for the minute. I'm like, I love that guy. So maybe I should watch that movie again give it another chance. But apparently Armie Hammer played the Winklevoss twins. I don't know if he played both of them, but, like, I was told he played the Winklevoss twins. Uh, so that's, like, literally the only thing I remember that he's been in and shit like that. Um, but I remember a while back, um, a while back being, like, 2020, 20, late 2020, 2021, like, a lot of his DMs got leaked that, like, he was, like, a cannibal. But how the DMs were leaked, though, it seemed like there was a conversation going on. And the second party, which, I mean, the party that's not Army Hammer, was able to delete their messages or edit it out of, like, the, you know, the screenshot of it. And basically, uh, basically it was just Army Hammer's side. I'm like, well, I would, if there's a second side to this, you know, I feel like... You know, because this could have been consensual or someone trying to get shit on him or whatever. Or whatever. But anyways, though, uh, so that happened. And then later we heard some uh, sexual sexual assault, assault shit go on with him. We're like, well, I guess he's a, I guess he's a, I guess that's, that's pretty rough, buddy. That's rough, buddy. Um, because he, I guess he, he just kept being a goofball. Uh, so don't be a goofball like Army Hammer. And sexually assault women. So then they created uh, then Discovery Plus, you know, the great people behind uh, 
extreme cheapskates uh, where uh, people just decide uh, to poop in buckets to save on their water bill. Uh, I brought you, brought us House of Hammer. Uh, overall, it was a really good documentary, but it was also one of those, like, I actually did hesitate to even want to, like, discuss this on the show, because, like, I, th- I mean, like, women getting assaulted, I'm like, people getting assaulted is not cool. Serial, serial killers are cool. I mean, not in that way, but, like, you know what I'm saying, like, we want to talk, I want to talk about them. Uh, but I'm like, I don't want to talk about these women, like, getting abused by a, by a fucking guy and the whole legacy of women getting abused by guy, by guys. But then I decided that I didn't have anything else to talk about this episode, so we're going to go through with it. Um, basically, with the thing with uh, Army Hammer, our, our buddy Army Hammer, uh, is that he, he was very good at manipulating women, and then he would continue to manipulate them and make them feel vulnerable and shit like that. Uh, and then when they, it was time for sex... Uh, he would like to do BDSM on them. What? What does BDSM stand for? Um, in this case, BDSM does not stand for Bible Discussion Study Meeting. Sometimes BDSM stands for Bible Discussion Study Meeting, but not this time. This is the one time BDSM does not stand for Bible Discussion Study Meeting, okay? Just, just, okay? Um, this was the bondage... I actually don't know what BDSM actually stands for. Uh, to be honest with you, I know it's like uh, sex where you hurt each other, but like typically when you do BDSM, uh, there's a dominant, dominant, and a sub, uh, a subordinate, or we just call them doms and sub, and those are not short for dominoes and subway, uh, as I've been mistaken in the past. But so you have a dominant sub, and typically if someone wants to be a sub, uh, they're enjoying getting the shit beating out of them uh, during sex. That's kind of their thing. That's what they like, and usually. That's how things are set up in situations like that. The way Army Hammer would do it would be that women who were 100% not into BDSM, and uh, he would just force them to do that shit. He'd tie them up, uh, even though they didn't really want to, but I guess they just kind of gave in. And I'm not saying, you know, there's, there's a conversation there. But, uh, and then they would do that, and they're like, this is emotionally scarring right now from what's going on. Because here's the thing, though. Like, I know there's, pe- there's people into BDSM, you know, and you find that consensual partner who's down for that shit, you know? And you could have a really good time. You could have a lot of fun in life. Uh, however, if you're not someone who's into BDSM, and you're forced to be a sub during a BDSM sex thing... Uh, you are going to be scarred for fucking life. And I'm laughing, but it's it's pretty bad. Like, you know, like, if you're into BDSM and you like it, you know, like, that's the thing, though, when you're a sub, like, you kind of signed up for it, you like it, you're into it, you're going to let them do it to you. But, like, when you're just, like, a normal person. Uh, I know I'm a psycho, and I fucking laugh at fucking children hurting themselves. But you're probably not a psycho. Uh, most people are not psychos and not into, like being tied up and whipped and have scars all over them uh, for sex. Most people don't like that. But then when that's forced upon you, uh, it's pretty fucking rough, buddy. That's rough, buddy. Uh, it's, it's pretty rough, and it's pretty scarring. You know, like, just uh, mentally you're not you're not ready for that. I'm just saying, though, I think if, like, the discuss like, here's the thing, like, if I was with a woman and the discussion came up, hey, I want to tie you down and do shit to you, I'm like, Go on a couple more dates. Uh, I just want to get a feel for you first. And then if she seems cool, I'm like, all right. This because you like it, and maybe I'll like it too. You know, whatever. You know, stuff like that. However, if it's like, I want to tie you up and bite you. And you're like, 
I feel really uncomfortable. I would really prefer you to not do that. Uh, that would really scare me. And then you do it anyways. It's pretty fucking traumatizing. So, uh, BDSM, when not the Bible discussion study meeting stuff, when you're not expecting BDSM, it's pretty fucking traumatizing. So, yeah, that's basically what was going on with our buddy Army Hammer. So, let's go into his uh, family tree. And someone was like, you know, his whole fucking family tree. And it's only the men on the side. It's somehow not the women. Only the men are psychopaths because it was a man's world for, like, you know, maybe women should be involved in life, you know? Apparently that's how we decided things should be, you know? Uh, but anyways, though, so let's go through the family tree as I watch in this show. Uh, let's go to Julius Hammer. That was armies. So I'm basically going to uh, associate everyone with their associated relation to Army Hammer, are the, 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 not Army Hammer my age, uh, or a couple years older than me, probably. Uh, the one who likes to have BDSM sex with women who don't want to have BDSM sex. Which, you know, is, is, is a problem in itself when you just want to hurt women and uh, make them feel... And it was kind, it's kind of like a rape kink. And, like, rape kinks... Men, a lot of men have struggled, and I can't say I'm not one of them... Uh, we've stumbled across that rape porn scene, you know, that, that one, there's always just, there's always just one that just pops up on our feeds, you know, our Pornhub feeds, you watch it, and you're like, I feel bad, dude, <laughs> most, if you're a normal guy, or at least on my, at least, if you're on my, if you're at least as normal as I am, uh, then rape porn makes you feel bad, and then, if it doesn't, then you're worse than me, that's how we're living this, this, that's how we're living this life, um, Anyway, let's go on the family tree. Julius Hammer, this is Army's great-great-grandfather. This is pretty far back. This is far back. Uh, so he was a Russian spy. He was Russian spy, meaning Soviet Union era, communism era. Uh, basically, this dude created his fortune. He was funneling U.S. secrets into the Soviet Union, like some pretty, pretty, pretty big ones. So uh, secrets that that are probably, that we probably don't know today, like, dude, like, there's so much stuff in, like, U.S. government, you're like, we're probably, there's some secrets, like, I just don't know about, and, like, this dude got it, and was sending it to the Soviet Union, a country that was like, you know, if we have to, we'll send some nuclear bombs over to the United States, you know, I will just fucking ruin the entire planet with nuclear weapons and stuff like that, and so that's the kind of guy he was, he named his son Armand Hammer, that's who Army was named after, Armand Hammer, R-A-R-M-O-N-D, uh, because he wanted his name to sound like arm and hammer, like communism, you know. So that's initially how they started their wealth, because they were funneling secrets into the Soviet Union, they got money that way, get rich. That's, that's basically, that's where it all started. That's where, that's where the chaos in this family all started. Um, then we got Arm and Hammer, uh, his son, who was named after arm and hammer, like, uh, you know, like communism, uh, he was probably the biggest buffoon, at, one of the biggest buffoons out of this bunch, you know. He's a buffoon, as I would say. Um, so he owned, what was it, Occidental Petroleum? That was, like, just basically oil and shit like that. Uh, and that's basically how the em Hammer Empire became, like, an empire. Like, you know, started with communism and funneling secrets into Russia and the Soviet, slash the Soviet Union. But then it was, like, they owned some oil, and then, like, goddamn, they became rich. And this dude was like, I want to have blackmail on everyone. Um, I want everyone to be my fucking bitch. 
And so, like, he recorded all his conversations in case, like, something came up and, like, he could just bring that up and be like, see, bitch, remember you told me you like to wear fucking women's lingerie? Like, you fucking bitch, I'm going to tell everyone this shit. We got our own recording. Uh, he's just a fucking, he's like, do you want to be president? I'm like, uh, the president doesn't have as much power as I do. Uh, I'll pass on that. Um, and that's fucking saying something. Donald Trump, maybe you're not as rich as we think you are, you know? He also paid for his family's buffoonery, and which we're going to get into, uh, mainly with uh, Julian Hammer, uh, I believe his his first son, and who also Armin really didn't like, because I guess he was, uh, his mom Olga from Russia was his mom, and he's like, I don't want to be, because like, you know, his army, the our army, you know, our, our army, he really wanted to just, like, he didn't want to associate with his family when he went into acting. I mean, which is kind of a smart move because, like, one, uh, rich family, becoming an actor from a rich family, he kind of wanted to prove his acting skills on his own. You know, if we want to look back on his acting skills, like, we could say, like, he did earn that shit without, like, his, because this documentary didn't really go over how, like, he got his, like, acting roles from money. He got it from his own work and stuff like that. That's one thing. And also, like, they don't want to learn how fucking crazy his family is, too, because he's probably like, yeah, my family's crazy. I only want to beat the shit out of women when I have sex with them. <laughs> I, we're different. We're different people. Uh, so, yeah, and so, like, Armin didn't really like Julian, his son, because he, he has a Russian mom, and he didn't want to associate with the Russia or the Soviet Union at all. Uh, so he ended up getting severe daddy issues, uh, meaning... He's done a lot of drugs and alcohol, sleeping with some underage women. Really into his shotgun, too. Like, his daughter wrote a book about everything, uh, which is now how everyone's finding out, because she wrote it, like, released in 2015, and no one gave a shit, and now everyone gives a shit about it. You know, sometimes you release something, and someday someone will give a shit, you know? That's how life works. Uh, okay? What? Um, and then, so, yeah, he was like, yeah, I'm gonna go visit my dad. And you have, like, underage women there, cocaine, every drug imaginable. Uh, and then one time, Julian Hammer shot a guy for a $400 gambling bet. You know, if I was rich, I, I probably wouldn't give a shit about this, but uh, gambling debt from a dude who probably doesn't work. Like, this is like a family, though. Like, I don't think any of these people work and shit like that. That's, that's just the fucking life they live. Uh, then we get down. Uh, so Julian Hammer, well, that's grandfather of Michael ha uh, Army Hammer. Never down to Michael Hammer, who uh, who's, who's probably... Out of all of them, he's the most tame, but he's still a knucklehead, you know? Like, he's not a buffoon or a doofus, but he's a knucklehead. Um, just like Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, basically, like, the majority of what people say about him, he's like, yeah, when he was in college, he was like that rich kid, frat boy, asshole, you know? And that's how, you know, people thought about him. Uh, they also made a mention, like, he had a sex throne. And then, like, someone else, like, uh, someone else would like to say this. Uh, the sex throne was a joke. Uh, do not bring that as, like, a thing he wanted. Uh, so that was funny. Uh, but anyways, uh, Michael changed his will that, like, he was in charge of everything when Armin died, uh, the great-grandfather of Army and stuff like that, so he got a lot of it, and then Julian, Michael and his sister and Julian and shit like that didn't get a lot. So it was, like, changed, like, maybe a month or 40 days. I think it was 40 days, but maybe, like, a month or a little bit longer than that. Like, it wasn't that long before uh, getting that, that he changed that shit, so, uh, a real knucklehead, I'll tell you what, you know, this family, I'll say, full of doofuses, this family's full of knuckleheads, full of buffoons, did I already say buffoons, I cannot remember if they're buffoons, uh, yeah, 
But anyways, though, um, lesson learned. Uh, old money uh, still has power, and I don't know what to do about it. Uh, but also, if you want to do BDSM, and you you can't date normal women, that's that's for sure. Uh, gonna have to find the weirdest women. And if you look as good as Army Hammer, though, like he's a good-looking guy, uh, you're gonna have to find some special some special unicorn out there that you can tie up, beat the shit out of, and fuck, degrade. Uh, you can't just be finding normies out there, Army. You can't be doing that with normies. You gotta find that with the... You gotta find a crazy bitch. I, and I, I can't imagine it's that hard to find a crazy bitch like that out there, buddy. Um, I don't know what's going on with you. That's rough, buddy. Have you ever cracked open a cold one with the boys? The vibes are on. Then all of a sudden, you are out of cold ones? Though the vibes are still on, the vibes will soon go off because you are out of cold ones. There's no need to drive when you're under the vibes. That's why today's sponsor, Drizzly, is here to make sure that the vibes continue. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's a saying something when it's being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee. So using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. You're not a boomer who still goes to what our ancient civilizations called a store. You buy everything on the internet like a modern individual. What if I could tell you that you could be saving more on your purchases by only making a few clicks on your computer? That's where today's sponsor, Honey, will change your life. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in our description of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo code, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else that will save you money when buying things online. It's 100% free and at no point will you have to pay for it with all of those many, many microtransactions. It's as simple as pressing a single button and you can start saving money. Not using Honey is basically throwing money away that could be saved for more important things. I recently had to get business cards uh, for myself and Honey literally saved me 60% on uh, like a pack of 500 business cards. It was amazing. Add the Honey extension to your browser today for free by using the link in our description of this episode. And when you support, uh, when you use our links, you directly support this show. This is the type of guy you get. All right, ladies and gentlemen, time for Ask Shweezy, the part of the podcast where I answer your questions, give answers, talk way too long, and then uh, you learn something. Hopefully, hopefully you fucking learn something. Jesus. If you don't learn something from what I'm talking about, uh, you you fucked up and you played yourself. Congratulations, you played yourself. That was just a cable. My interface is weird because like it's a cable for bass, and I practice bass through my studio monitors, not for the amp, because it's better for everyone in the home and everyone around me. Um, anyways, let's get into our first question. Um, is a golden shower considered cheating? What? Uh, I'm currently a, on a bachelor party trip in Vegas, and we're having a little bit of a debate. The bachelor doesn't want to cheat on his fiance, but he figures it's fair game 
if he takes a golden shower from a hot escort, would this be considered cheating in the eyes, in your eyes? Uh, he would lay in the bathtub while the hot escort covered him in piss, but he wouldn't touch her. Please weigh in. What? This is similar to the dick suck ain't cheating debate. Uh, let's play that video. Oh my God. So you getting dick sucks on your way to work? Looking for you though. Damn. So you was looking so for- you want me to keep beating my dick and being backed up? The bitch want to suck dick? I, I gotta suck my dick. What the fuck? Oh my, my fucking feelings hurt right no, now. I will not cheat on you, Sabri. You did! You did, JR! You already cheated! We supposed to wait till we get married to do what we do. When you get my ring, but you walk to work and you like a bitch and you like how to suck your dick. That easy. Thirty-three inches. You do all that digging. You don't want to get no pussy. You don't want to keep running the house, parking the cars. I don't want to see where the fuck you at. Are you serious? So that give you an excuse to fucking just cheat on me. I ain't cheat. A dick suck ain't cheating. Bro. That is. That is cheating. No That's oral sex. So what is a dick suck? It's not fucking the bitch. It's not fucking her and laying beside her and all that. That's all busting that. Okay. Cause yeah, no, it's, it's a, that's a fucking whirlwind of a video there. Um, a, a dick suck cheating. You know, I, I I love the joke. A dick suck ain't cheating. I love saying that, but like at the real, same time, I'm like, yeah, a dick suck is cheating. Like that's 100 percent cheating. Uh, both parties, both parties, receiving or giving, 100 uh, percent that's cheating. Um. Now here's here's the thing. I never expected to hear the dumbest fucking thing on this podcast ever. Um, you know, we're ninety six episodes in. Um, sometimes you get to shit and you're like, I don't think I can fucking do this anymore. This is getting pretty close. Um, how am I fucking gonna continue doing this podcast after hearing this fucking question? Is a woman pissing on me cheating? Like, what the fuck are you talking about right now? You're like, is a woman taking a piss on me cheating? How am I supposed to respond to this? How am I supposed to, some, some guy, you know, I was at a bachelor party a couple weeks ago, and my friend, who is the bachelor, who I'm not going to fucking dox on this show, because I'm trying not to talk shit on people on this show, you know, my friends, I'm not trying to talk shit on them, unless they're like active creators, and then I'll do that. And if not, if they're not like in that category, I'm not going to be fucking be like, telling him, like, here's their personal shit. Uh, he basically, it was like a three-day weekend. We were like, we came up Friday, we left Sunday morning. Uh, on Saturday, after Friday drinking, he was like, oh, I don't want to take any shots. That's bad. And we're like, okay. And this, this is little bitch. And we're like, maybe he's a little Eric. I'm like, take my dick. You know, shit like that. So, there's that, you know. Like, he just like, I don't want to take shots today. I drank too much last night. That's the problem with two-day. Like, you gotta, you gotta save it for, you gotta save it for one day or whatever. You know. Some people aren't professional drinkers like I am. Um, anyways, though. The only thought, I feel like any of us in the Bachelor Party crew, because I feel like, I think everyone else at the Bachelor Party was, like, part of the wedding party except me. Uh, I'm, I was definitely okay with that. I'm just saying, like, being part of... There's a there's a thing, like, you want to be part of the... Being part of the wedding party is kind of cool, but also at the same time, it's it, it's different because we're going to be playing music at their wedding. It's a long story. Anyways, though, we're talking about fucking... Is getting pissed on at a bachelor party cheating. 
Um, you know, the, the here's the thing. Uh, at this bachelor party, uh, if I was the one in charge, I would have found the most gross, broken down, disgusting stripper that existed in this area, which probably would be uh, the most expensive one in this area. Let's be honest, it was in the middle of nowhere. And I would have been like, hey, we want you to give The Bachelor a lap dance. And the whole joke about it is like, hey, this chick is disgusting and she's going to give you a lap dance. That's the whole that's the whole point of it. And the idea of like if we just tell the bride like, you know, he got a lap dance at his bachelor party, uh but but the funny thing is she was gross and disgusting. You will see a picture of her and we show the you know, the bride of the wedding the picture of her and she's like, "You know what? That's fine." You know, because clearly this man was not aroused by this. That's the joke I get with bachelor parties. Now, in this situation, it sounds like the bachelor in said bachelor party wanted a goddamn fucking golden shot. He, he wanted someone to fucking piss on him. What is... I just don't get it. What is it with getting pissed on that is a turn on for people? I, I have one former friend. I will say he's a former. And he's like, I think it's kind of hot when girls piss. I'm like, I don't, I don't fucking think that at all. I don't even think it's cool when they squirt, you know, to be honest with you. After I learned that it's all pee, and you're like, some girls naturally squirt. I'm like, it's still pee, you know. I could still, I could piss during sex. What <laughs> imagine she's just like, imagine she's just like you're fucking a girl and you're like, I gotta pee, and you just fucking, and like she's like, I'm on birth control, and so like, you're doing it raw, and you just fucking piss inside of her, dude. That's fucking gross. Anyways, though, um, is it cheating? Yes, because I consider it like a dick suck. It is cheating. Uh, and it's sad cheating, too. You're like, this is what you want to end your relationship on? You know, because like, I feel like when you're in a relationship with someone, you're like, I really love them. And then sometimes when you're in a relationship with someone, you still get the opportunity. You're like, I could cheat on them. And you are and you see the chick, and you're like, eh, no, nah, I like my wife more, you know? That's how normal people work. <laughs> it's like, it was like, I could cheat on them, but she's only going to piss on me. And I'm like, is this worth it? I'm like, getting pissed on is not worth it. So is a golden shower considering cheating? Yes, it is. Um, I wouldn't wait too long on this. Uh, so, yeah, a dick suck is cheating, and getting pissed on is cheating. That's that's the rules I'll go with. Is it bad etiquette to use someone else's bidet when using the restroom? So it depends on... Okay, so let's talk about what type of bidet you are. I know there's, like, in European... There's the kind of bidets that where it's, like... I want to talk about, oh, first, I want to just talk about what kind of bidet I have. I have a specific name brand bidet, which I'm not going to say their name, I, and I'm okay with it because I, because I want them to sponsor me, because I'm a very active believer in their product, and if you've listened to podcasts, you probably know what they're talking about, but I'm not saying their name. Uh, anyways, though, it, it's basically a toilet attachment. That's the kind of bidet I have, and I feel like if you're going to get a bidet in the United States, that's the kind of bidet you're getting where it's like a toilet attachment, and it's basically, it's not actually touching your butthole, it's spraying a powerful force of water on your asshole, getting rid of all the poop and everything, you know? You ever watch those sidewalk cleaning power wash videos? That's what's like on your asshole, for those of you who don't have a bidet. That's the one I have. Now, I know in Europe, and every other country over in the East, which, they have other types of bidets, and I will try them if I get the opportunity. I'm not saying, like, hey, we have a bidet, but it's kind of different from the one you have. I'm like, I'll still try it because I love having my asshole clean. I'm telling you, 
when your asshole's clean, you're you just become a better person. That's for sure. If you don't have a bidet, you're like, I'm just angry all the time. Clean your asshole and see what happens. Um, so there's, I don't know, there's like the one, like you have to go over to a different whole sink thing and squat and clean it. You know, that's, that's weird, you know. And then my friend had one, but it was like a whole nozzle and everything. Like he took a hose, it was like a hose type of thing. I think it was because of like baby diapers or whatever. And, uh, that one is the, that was the first bidet I've ever tried in my life. And I'm going to tell you right now, uh, when I tell everyone who listens to this podcast, like when you try a bidet, be very gentle. Like when you hit the bidet, just go the first notch very quickly and go up from there. Uh, I went full throttle. Do I have that? Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Feel like a woman, a real woman. Let's go full throttle. We got, let's go full throttle. Uh, I went full throttle on that thing very quickly. And it was a fucking nightmare. And he had a squatty potty and that. And I'm like, his toilet was so fucking sunk to the ground, dude. And I was like in skinny jeans. I'm like, this is uncomfortable. I'm not used. And I had I actually got the opportunity to own a squatty potty. And I had it for a minute. And I was like, ah, I'm not going to use this anymore. And I just got rid of it. Uh, anyways, though, um, as long as it... Everything but the water. If like the everything but the water. If you're gonna use something in a, like you know, the handle and shit like that. If it's gonna touch your butt, uh, be courteous. Don't do that. But if it's just water touching your butt, you're fine. Don't be stingy. Okay. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Okay. Don't be don't be stingy. How do I know if I'm in the friend zone? So, how you know you're in the friend zone is if okay so. We're going to talk generally speaking. How you know you're in the friend zone is that uh, you want to date a girl and you're simping out for this girl. Simping being you're just a cuck or whatever. Uh, and you're like, oh, I love you. Oh, I'll do anything for you. And you're just going to do anything for this chick. But she's like, I just want you to be my friend. You know, shit like that. That's the idea of like you're in the friend zone. You know, it's like you're trying it in my mind. Now, how I, you know, I'm almost 30, so I have to live with this mindset where it's like I'm trying to date someone and I'm actively going out of my way to try to be someone's boyfriend or whatever but they're like I just want to be friends that's what I'm thinking of but when you're like a younger person you're like uh, I'm going to do boyfriend shit but we're just going to remain friends and she's going to fuck another dude that's kind of what friend zoning is so but I'm also in the mindset of like at the same time where it's like hey What's like, for like, first of all, I want to know, like women, if a guy likes you and you want to be friends and you're going to make him do like shit, like the dumbass shit you want to do that boyfriends should be doing with you, do not lead that guy along. You're leading that man along. You should stop doing that shit. You know, that's for the women. For the men, uh, if she's making you do boyfriend shit and she's not sucking your dick, do not do that shit. Because she is leading you on. She only wants to be friends and she wants to fuck another dude. So she's uh, doing the shit she wants to, the boyfriend shit with you and the sucking dick with another dude. That's another thing. So that's, that's, that's friend zone shit though. But you also shouldn't, you should also realize that uh, you shouldn't expect women to have sex with you. Like there's also like that expectation as well. Uh, I feel like that is also agreeable. But ladies, but there's also a ladies question like, hey, don't have a guy. For boyfriend stuff, like, and then another guy for sex stuff. Because the guy who's doing boyfriend stuff with you 
should also be doing the sex stuff with you. It should be one person. You shouldn't be splitting up those responsibilities between two people. Like, do you think a guy wants to go to a fucking pumpkin patch with you? He fucking does not. Uh, do you think he would go to a pumpkin patch if it means he gets to fuck you? 100% yes. He would 100% fuck you uh, if it means, like, I just have to spend a day with her at the pumpkin patch, and then later we get to fuck. Like, that's 100% a good answer. So, that's the thing with the, with the friend zone. And women are different in that aspect, I have to say, where they could, like, they could have a one guy for, like, the emotional support that a boyfriend gives, and then another guy for the sexual bullshit that they give or whatever. And, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, to- it's pretty toxic. It's toxic. That's 100% toxic. And obviously, if a woman's using you for that, you should try to understand that and get out of that relationship. But at the same time, I would say, though, like, understand that being a boyfriend, you know, or being in a relationship with someone, meaning you do the dumbass boyfriend shit, like, you know, going to a pumpkin patch in the fall. But at the same time, there's also, like, hey, I'm going to get my dick sucked later for going to this pumpkin patch, you know? It, but, like, at the same time, if it's like, hey, I'm going to go to this pumpkin patch with a girl as a friend, but maybe we can be in a relationship. And then later that day, she goes and fucks another dude, you know? And realize that. And women, remember that uh, the guy you take to the pumpkin patch is the guy you need to give a blowjob to. There's 50-50. I'm not saying men deserve sex for doing acts for women, but at the same time, women should understand what acts men don't want to do and will do just to get their penis touched. It's a it's a yin-yang situation, and I guess we all need to live with this. Um, what? Uh, we're, we all need to live with this situation. So women, just, just really, it, it's that situation, you know, it's like a man's taking you out to date, and the women on the side is like, I don't want to fuck this guy tonight, but I want to see him again. And the guy's like, okay, let's see where this goes. And he's like, I don't expect a fucker, but at the same time, let's see what she orders to eat. And she's like, I'm going to order the lobster, but I'm not going to fuck him tonight. But the guy's like, if she's ordering the lobster, she better fucking fuck me tonight. We, we just have to understand it. But, like, if the women are like, I'm just going to order, like, a chicken salad, just something very cheap. The guys can be like, you know what? I don't need to fuck her tonight. You know, it's, it's this whole yin and yang situation. Uh, you know, life is all about balance. So uh, don't be stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Is it weird that I don't want my partner to go down on me? Um, what? I, you're a female who is 36 years old, will begin by saying that I'm fairly open sexually and definitely about reciprocation. I've start, stated having... I've, I need to learn how to fucking read. I, I will begin... I've started having a casual thing with a friend of mine who he's 41 and a male. Uh, we're both okay w- with because of our schedules and other aspects. The sex is amazing and 10 times better than sex with my ex-fiance. I honestly didn't know what sex could last longer than five minutes. I really like giving my partner head and he's very social, which uh, makes it better. And it's and I've had to keep turning him down when he offers to reciprocate. The truth is, my ex would go down on me and keep going even after I would say stop, and it got to a point where I associated pain with the activity and would absolutely hate it. Every time we had sex, he would go down, and I would tell him to stop, but he would claim that it turns him down, turns him on to turn me on, or some bullshit, even if I told him it hurt. My friend was understanding when I finally told him, and I've let him go on, down a couple of times, but every time I just feel numb. 
it's to the point where I used to excuse to skip it. I really enjoy sex with my friend, but I feel like there's something wrong with me for constantly avoiding this act. I don't think my friend is hurting by it, but I know I'm bothered by it. Is this weird? Should I get over it? So, so like, the thing with oral sex I always, like, talk about, um, it's like, I mean, you know, like, I'm I'm in for the honeypot, which is a, a song I've written. Uh, go on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you stream it. Listen for Honeypot by Shweezy. Go check that out. But, uh, you know, uh, eating the pussy, you know. Good men like eating the pussy. But, it's weird. but you're in a situation where you're like, uh, I would prefer he didn't go down on me because another guy went down on me and it was so bad that I would prefer not to. But at the same time, I'm like, at the same time, we are like, but you're okay with getting blowjobs. That's the nice thing. So I think you're fine with that. So it's you're in like a weird fucking situation where uh, I'm trying to like understand it. You're like, I don't want a guy to go down on me. Or like, okay. I'm like, but you're like, well, I'll still get blowjobs. I'm like, all right, you're cool. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, I guess you're cool. I'll, I'll stick with you, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, just sounds like your ex over the top at fucking eating pussy or shit like that, you know? I guess he didn't fucking... Like, he's just like... He went down, and he's like... Uh, whatever, however she reacts, I'm just gonna do the opposite, you know? He's just doing his bullshit and shit like that. Um, but no, I feel like most guys would be like, I don't want you to go down on me, and it's like, you know... I love eating pussy, you know? That, that's my passion. That's my passion in life. But for you, I will stop. And he's like, oh, that's, that's pretty easy. Because oral, oral, you know, sex is like just a, it's it's really a one person pleasing another person thing. Where normal sex is like, should be, what it should be is both people having a good time. You know, having a good time. Having that's the, my hole. That, that's where it spins. <laughs> that fucking play. Having the time of their lives, you know. That's what it should be. And so... Yeah, but, like, you just had not good experiences. You could be, you know, there's, I know there's some women out there who just don't have a good time with oral sex, and they just prefer penetration and shit like that, and you know what? That works. Uh, you know, just be honest with them. Like, I don't think he's, unless he's uh, just a carpet muncher like me. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like, though, if someone's like, I don't want because I, I don't know, I dated a girl who, like, I guess she liked... She was into, like, something like being teased and stuff like that. So, like, she wanted me to get her right to the moment and then stop. And it was super weird. I'm like, and I feel like, you know, in my mind, other people, there's some women listening who are like, yeah, there's something wrong with that check. And I'm like, I kind of figured that shit out, too. Uh, you know, you're going down on someone. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, that's all I have to say. I don't think I think I have anything else to say about this. Have you ever met a Karen? What were they like? Okay, so um, I've worked in customer service jobs, retail jobs. Fucking, fucking, it's been a pretty long while. I've worked in Karen, like, jobs that, like, you have to deal with Karen. So I'm like, have you met a Karen? I'm like, yeah, I've met a Karen. It's not... And it's not hard to fucking find a Karen. Hang out at a Walmart for an hour. Just hang out at the checkout line when worth with actual people, you know? Like, not the self-checkout. You're not gonna... Karens don't go to the self-checkout. They go to fucking that other shit, you know? 
And they're always just fucking starting shit. And I think the idea of a Karen, you know, um, you know, I just feel like they're there's one aspect of it they're like they're just really bored. And like they don't know what to do. And so they're just gonna start a scene. Uh and they're also very privileged. Uh I know someone very specific who's just who's just been luckily been very privileged. And I'm like, pick your battles, and then they're like, Well, I'm not. And I'm like, okay. Someone is very privileged here. Uh, you need to shut the fuck up. So, you know, like Karen's I've met, you know, like what were they like? Basically, you know, the Karen's I've interacted with very much just people who believe people who are so base one thing I want to say about Karen's though is you know, I go to like a grocery store or like Walmart, some bullshit like that, Target, you know. I go I end up going to the self checkout aisle and I fucking mess up in the self checkout aisle. And I'm like, all right, someone's going to help me. But they're helping like three other people at the moment. You know, what is my reaction? Is it God fucking damn it? This bitch is not helping me at the moment. Or is my reaction? Oh, they're helping someone else. I know this job is pretty tough. I'm just going to wait patiently. You know, I understood this deal when I went to Walmart, you know, and shit like that. Yeah, I understood what working a shitty job is like. And that's the difference between Karen's and most people is that uh, people who aren't Karen's have worked a shitty job. You know, like, I have friends who are, like, waitresses for a while, and, you know, I've never, like, been a waiter. Or, I've never been a waitress either, but I've never been a waiter at a restaurant. And, like, you know, you go to a nicer restaurant, and, like, your friend who used to be a waitress will, like, just take your plate, just stack them up easy for the waitress, you know? And, you know, I always try to give a good tip. If I could, if I was richer, I would tell you that. Check out the Patreon and stuff like that so I can be richer. I would love to just start paying, like, the bill, you know? 100% tip, you know, that's my dream, just start paying 100% of the tip every time I go out, uh, you know, stuff like that, and then Karen's would just be like, you know, waitressing is such an easy job, I don't get it, and so, to me, in my mind, a Karen is someone who's never actually had to work a real job in their life, and that doesn't understand, like, when you go to, you know, when you go to Walmart or Target or whatever, and you're waiting for a cashier, and the lines are getting big, basically what happens is, like, the store was slow, so we only had, like, two or three cashiers available. Uh, now it's getting pretty busy, so we're going to call up more cashiers to come up. That way we can get more lanes open to finish this rush. Once the rush is over, they're going to go back to their thing. That's what they do. Uh, Karen's will be like, if this store was good, it's just, for me, I don't know. I'm going to end this thing here, but, like, Karen's, it just feels like Karen's have never worked a real job in their life. You know, like, they've never worked a waitress job, waiter, waitress-waiter job. Uh, they never worked in retail. They never worked at a store. They never worked customer service anywhere. And it just seems like they think they know what's going on, but they don't. And so they're just assholes for no reason because I guess they're just kind of privileged and, like, they don't understand what's going on. That's my opinion on Karens. Uh, and if you're a Karen, uh, not... Not by the name, but, like, if you act like what we associate with Karens, go fuck yourself. Um, you're not welcome on this podcast. Why do criminals have lawyers? If a criminal is caught doing illegal activities, evidence against them, why would lawyers want to help them? Okay. So, clearly... What? Um, um, yeah. When you're a lawyer, you're, like, 
uh, clearly, if you're like a lawyer who wants to make a profit, whose clear job as a lawyer is to make a profit, uh, your idea of like helping someone out who is clearly guilty, it's not clearly like the best gig ever, but as a lawyer, a lot of times you, you'll still get paid no matter what happens to the client, you know, that stuff, you know, happens, but at the same time, there's a lot of reasons, but like as a lawyer, you know, there's a different salary kind of thing for there. Why, as if you become a criminal, why do you want a lawyer, even though you're clearly guilty? There's a couple of reasons why. I, I wrote down a couple of reasons why, why you should do that. Um, one thing I would say, though, is if you, you know, if you're clearly, this is, okay, we're, a lot of these are in the position of, like, hey, I did something illegal, I was caught, uh, really don't have no case to be proven wrong. Here's what lawyers can help you actually do. And I'm just saying, like, you, you're allowed to get a lawyer, and there, apparently there's a rule that's like, it doesn't mean you can't pay, you don't have to pay your lawyers, but, okay, let's, let's, we're, we're not talking about there. Um, so, one thing nice about it, if you hire a lawyer, basically having your lawyer is, you're going to force the prosecution, which is the people against you, say you did an illegal activity, the people against you, have to do their job properly, so they have to, like, go by the books, they have to go by, like, what I did wrong, etc., etc., they can't just be like, they, they were mean, and, like, was the mean thing they did illegal? No! Okay, so, you know, that's, that's one part of it, like, they, they're there because lawyers, they have to study the law for, like, seven years, and then pass a bar exam, where cops just had to pass, like, a six-month class or whatever. That's that's all they have to do. Um, well, you know, and another reason is, like, every accused crime, you know, it deserves, like, com competent professional defense. 100%. Even if, like, you're clearly wrong. Like, everyone should have the right to defense. Even if you're like that, you know, or, like... Well, my client is clearly guilty, but, like, also, like, what was my client doing? No, like, you should have someone on your side saying, like, this is wrong. Like, you should always have people on your side, 100%. Uh, and then, you know, even if you're literally caught red-handed in, like, screwing the pooch, you know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you maybe, they'll probably charge you for the wrong crime. And then, you know, sometimes the evidence is messed up and uh, maybe it wasn't you and they're just trying to, like, make it that you're, like, the the problem. Like, they could just completely make it that you're, like, the person for this wrong crime that you're doing. You know, even if that is you, you know, stuff like that. Uh, also, you know, you know, I feel like at the end of the day, though, uh, if you, when you, you mean, like, you get arrested for something, and there's, like, you, you did a crime, and you're, like, yeah, they have clear evidence, but also, like, at the same time, you want some, because, here's the thing, though, these detectives, these police officers, they've only, like, they went to call, they went to a police school for six months, and they barely know what they're doing, they're just being assholes on the street, and arresting people, a lawyer goes to college, and passes the bar exam, that's like seven plus years. So getting yourself a lawyer who actually knows the law versus someone who studied what they think is the law for six months, uh, someone who studied the law for seven months 
seven years, sorry, versus someone who studied the law for six months is going to be better on your side than a dumbass fucking police officer who studied the law for like six months. A hundred percent. That's the truth. So I uh, just live with that. That's yeah. That's why criminals need lawyers. So don't be stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Is emotional cheating the same as physical cheating? Okay, so emotional cheating is, uh, wow, okay, that, that fucking dug deep into me because I feel like, I've, I feel like I've had more women emotionally cheat with me than physically cheated on me, but, yeah, they've done both. I'm like, I don't know if I'm supposed to act proud of this. Let's laugh. Man proposes and God disposes. Let's hit the fucking, every fucking MIDI button. Um, anyways, though, like, yeah, no. Emotional cheating, yeah, that's happened to me. Physical cheating, that's also happened to me. Um, why am I acting like I'm like, oh, I'm the expert? I'm like, fucking, this is sad fucking shit. Dude, emotion, uh, but is emotional cheating the same as physical cheating? I mean, physical cheating is really bad because... It's kind of like, cause like if you're if you're talking about like law and order or whatever the fuck that is, you know, physical cheating is like the proof that like you're a bad person. Like you physically, you purposely did something to do someone bad. Emotional cheating is like, oh yeah, I'm not gonna physically do something bad, but like mentally, I'm gonna have another relationship and mentally cheat on someone. It's that mentality of it all. Is you're like, you know, I mentally love this person more than you. And uh, I don't know. This is hard. This is a hard question to say. Like, is it the same as physical cheating? Physical cheating is kind of just like you you do something. Well, I guess they're both kind of you doing something. I'm thinking out loud for a moment right now. Physical cheating, like, you're physically doing something. You're doing something that will, it, it's physical cheating. On your partner. Emotional cheating is like you're not physical cheating, but you're emotional cheating. And so you're emotionally like, oh, I love you and stuff like that. I hate my husband. And we and it's sad I've been in both, but I'm I'm having to decide at this moment, like, which one is worse? Um I mean, at the same time, is emotional cheating the same as physical cheating? That's the question that was asked. Honestly, I think I'm going to say yes. They're both the same because uh, relationships and love and all that bullshit, you know, when you're cheating, whether it's emotional or physical, I feel like that's the same because I feel like when someone's cheating on me, I'm like, they physically cheated on me. I'm like, this hurts. But when someone's emotional cheating on me, it's like, this hurts, and it's the same fucking feeling at the same time. But it's different. It's different feel. I mean, no, they're not different feelings. They're almost the same feeling, but they feel different, if that makes sense. Because uh, emotional cheating is super bad. Physical cheating is super bad. Uh, and, I mean, I've, I don't feel like I've been on, this, on both spectrums of the physical cheating, I 100% have been on both spectrums of the emotional cheating. That's 100%. And, you know, uh, understanding being on both spectrums of the emotional cheating, I really understand the both spectrums of the physical cheating because they, they definitely feel the same, but they're also different. And so, yeah. Anyways, though, what I would say is don't emotionally cheat on someone and don't physically cheat on someone. 
just don't cheat on people. That's shitty. That's not cool. That's bad. And uh, basically, I want to say is that's rough, buddy. Because that's not cool. And I hope your fucking table breaks. Oh no! Our table. Anyways, though, let's end this episode of Kansas Sweetie. Thank you for checking out this episode of Kansas Sweetie. Go check out uh, more of our stuff on the Cancel Sweetie YouTube page, Cancel Sweetie. Uh, whatever the fucking Facebook and Twitter pages. Uh, make sure you, you know, we're the Lord's trademark favorite podcast. Check us out, uh, social media, me on social media, at the Shweezy, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, tw- uh, TikTok. My music under Shweezy, just eliminate the cancel part of Cancel Shweezy. You found my music. Twitch.tv slash the Shweezy, you know the fucking link. Go follow, and if you have an Amazon Prime account, make sure that you, uh, Connect the two with your Amazon Prime to your Twitch Prime. Uh, go support uh, the Shweezy over on Twitch. Patreon page where you can financially support us. Uh, and make sure that you can do all the free stuff. I know we still got a lot of audio listeners. Make sure you go to our YouTube page. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Leave us a comment and a like on our YouTube page. But if you're on your uh, audio pages, make sure you leave us a review and give us a 5, 4, 3, 2, or 1 star rating. So honk if you love butt drugs. And stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg is in at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. You just finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. You are now one of the smartest individuals who will ever exist in our world. Uh, if you like that episode, make sure you subscribe, whether you're watching this show or listening to the show, make sure you subscribe. That way you get notified whenever we release full new episodes as well. And if you're on YouTube, smash that bell button. That way you get notified anytime we make a post over here on YouTube. Uh, honk if you love butt drugs, and uh, yeah, stay awesome.